Okay, so this is something very different for us. We are lucky enough to have with us the amazingly talented Moonlight Parade. And today we have with us Ben um, and Al. So obviously Ben on vocal guitar, Al on bass and programming. Um, and we're really pleased to have you join us. This is the first time that we've done this on on the podcast. So uh, fingers crossed it goes smoothly. <laughs> um, so look, Moonlight Parade, you are one of our very first homework albums that I set for Kev. Um, and you're also the first song of the week. Um, on that song of the week section and you were the first song of the week to kick off our season two so we just want to say a big thanks for the um, support uh, it's been great seeing you guys get more and more success in your music and um, we've been fans for some time um, and also thanks for the support that you've given us on our podcast journey as well so to open up what we'll do is Kev's going to kick in with a couple of questions and then I'll jump in and and go from there. So over to you, Kev. Well, I guess a uh, great introduction. Well done, Les. Knocked that one out of the park. Well done. Well done. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Right. Um, Thanks. On, so man. listen, listen. Yeah. The surprise is a bit concerning, but that's fine. <laughs> um, so listen, we're, we're obviously doing this in, in a very unique situation. First of all, we're in different countries, and then you know we're under a very uh, difficult situation with regards to COVID. How are you guys doing at the moment? How's everything in the UK? It's first thing in the morning for you guys and it's last thing at, at night for us. Uh, ben, how's, how's things over there? Um, yeah, it has been definitely a, a big a big change for everybody here. Um, last night we got some news on, on what's going to happen next and it's not, it's not very clear for everybody. The schools are going to be gradually going back um, in about a month's time and then other things a month after that. But there's not a specific list for um, for everybody. So everyone's just a bit a bit confused. We know it's going to be gradual, but we just need a bit more information. Uh, and what's, uh, what's uh, weather like in the UK? We're going into winter. I was just telling Les it's been four degrees today. What's it like for you guys? Uh, we've been pretty lucky, actually. It's not been too bad. Um, there's been a lot of barbecuing, actually. It just smells of, <laughs> smells of sausages everywhere. You know, you go for your cycle and uh, I'm just smelling sausages everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's been, uh, you know, you guys, like Les uh, sort of said, it's been for us just we've, we've you kicked off an entire segment for us that really is one of our favorite parts of the show, getting to to come across new bands and new tracks and um so les said you know we're, we're really grateful to you guys for sort of helping us and taking the time out you guys at the moment just seem to be pumping out music uh you've got two albums underneath your belt now you've just released the the new ep uh paint the sun um if we can step back a little bit and we'll come back to paint the sun because obviously we want to talk about that do you want to give us a story about how you guys came about as a band uh, we sort of looked at your bio, uh, and there was a bit of a you guys reunited uh, after some time. What's what's the story behind that? Yeah, well, um, a lot of us we we hadn't been making music for a long time because we'd settled down and had families, and um, 
I met Steve at, uh, it was his son's birthday party. We were invited because my daughter's a similar age. And I said to him, uh, do you fancy having a jam sometime? Because, um, you know, my base is sat there gathering dust. And I'm gonna, I was probably going to sell it, to be honest with you. Um, but luckily, Steve said, yeah, you know, he, he liked that. And um, quite quickly, uh, he, he'd come around maybe once every couple of weeks. And these songs just started to appear. And, you know, we needed a vocalist uh, if we were going to do anything with them. And so we started thinking about who who we knew from the past, who, who might be up for it. <laughs> and um, Ben's name came up and I said, oh, well, you know, I know Ben hasn't made any music in uh, publicly in about, what, 10 or 15 years at the time, I think, Ben. <laughs> so yeah, probably. so I, I sent him a message um, and I was really pleasantly surprised when he came back and said, yeah, I'd be up for this. Uh, and that's kind of what started it all going. That's awesome. So when, obviously, so you got together, started um, probably jamming, thinking about putting some music together. Yeah. As the three of you, what were some of your influences? Like what bands were you thinking about or talking about um, when you were thinking about making your music? Well, because we've all known each other for a long time, I think we all knew we were on the same page in certain respects with the kind of music we liked. Um, although we're all quite different in some ways. I know, you know, I don't want to speak too much for Steve because he's not here, but I know a lot of his uh, inspirations were kind of like more the heavy sort of grungy sounds like Nirvana and Pixies. And I know he loves The Clash, which are, which are bands we all like as well. But I think... Um, I've always liked melodic groups, you know, the Stone Roses going back to the 60s, people like um, Simon and Garfunkel. And, and um, I know Ben Ben's was into the sort of 90s rave scene, but, you know, I'm not going to talk for you, Ben. You, you <laughs> <say>. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's, I, I grew up with, you know, like Alex says, in in that scene, I was quite into it really. And uh, But at the same time, I, I would be listening to, uh, the Stone Roses and and all those sort of bands as well. Um, so the two sort of went hand in hand. And then um, then when the Britpop sort of time came out, that was a really I thought that was a really good period of music. Um, it was perfect for my age at the time, and uh, and that's sort of what got me into playing the guitar. Really, that period. Awesome. So you mentioned the Stone Roses, both of you there. Um, I don't know if either. <laughs> I don't know if either of you want to ask Kev what his thoughts are on the Stone Roses. Oh, nice. that would make <laughs> what over over <laughs> overrated is my uh, oh, my oh, oh. oh. I'll, I'll get my I'll get my call. <laughs> There's somebody at the door, Kev. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. You know, Les puts me on the spot. Sorry, I'll I'll shut up from now yeah. on. I'll, well, I'll, well, I that's the thing about music, isn't it? It's subjective, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they, they were they were a big influence on on so many people. Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe they're a love love or hate band, I suppose. But those who love them really, really love. Them. They do. It is yeah, true. I'm one of those. Les I love is them. yeah. Les is absolutely one. I want them. I want to hear more about this '90s rave scene. Uh, that you were into. Tell me a bit about that. He doesn't uh, remember it. <laughs> I was uh, I was very young, and I was um, I grew up in Jersey on the island of Jersey. That's where I'm from, and um, right. we we had quite a 
a big scene over there. We had a lot of people come over from sort of Scotland and Liverpool. That's, you know, for like the summer and then they'd stay for a couple of years and work and and settle down. So there's quite a big influence of sort of uh, city cultures in Britain, all amalgamating in, in Jersey. So there was a good a good scene. So we would have been on the roster for people like Sasha and Digweed and, and all those types of guys coming over Carl Cox and 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 uh, the like so it, it really was a, a huge event we had you know we were you know really really brilliant time um but it did it did it did die a death in a way where it's quite stringent the rules there so we weren't allowed to be open till after two and things like this and we weren't mm. allowed to have uh, you know there was massive parties out on the coast and the police would come and it was all very uh they didn't they didn't like what was going on basically um and so then it moved into nightclubs and and that sort of you know it wasn't didn't have the same effect then and um really for me it lasted a couple of years and then I wanted to move on to the next thing I thought that was great but it just went on and on but not in the same fashion as before if you see what I mean yeah 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 and and when was the last time you you, you were in a nightclub? <laughs> with, with, last week with Pete with Peter Stringfellow. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, oh god, probably in Brighton. I came over to Brighton in the early two thousands, and so we'd still have a, the odd big night down in Brighton. Um, probably with Alex, actually, the odd couple of nights down there. Um, but that that you know, generally faded away, really. We know that feeling all too well, don't we? Like, yeah. <laughs> we really do. We really do. Uh, and- um, Kevin and I recently, one of our favourite DJs came to Sydney and we went, it was a day event. I thought, well, I could do a day event because I could still be home by 10. <laughs> so got we got there in the afternoon, a couple of beers, everything's fine. Gets to about seven. The main hasn't even come on yet. And I went, shall we just get an Uber back to Newtown and go for a bit of dinner? <laughs> that's exactly what it was. And that's exactly what happened. Sounds all right. So, it's, yeah, it, no, it, was it was a brilliant night. Great night. But yeah, I was just like, I can't do this. I just can't nah. do this. Nah, it's a struggle. Um, so going back to um, your music, so look, out of Nothing is your first album, came out 2018. Um, how did it feel to to get that album out? Yeah, it was fantastic because um, it all came about as an accident, really. Um, it was a weird little experiment, to be honest with you. We didn't think anybody would would notice it at all. <clears throat> and, um, you know, when people did notice it and said nice things about it, it was, uh, yeah, you know, we were three very happy boys because it was... Uh, it was made in a in a bedroom for for no money, and all our music's still made that way. It's all made in a bedroom with no budget, you know. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. It just started this this sort of little adventure for us, and um, yeah, it's 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 kind of changed our lives for, for the better. I think you know, without yeah, being, sounding too profound. <laughs> it's well, it's awesome, actually. Yeah. I mean, we've been in bands, you, you know, before all this, and we've never really had um, the feedback that we're getting right now. So we've got like a, a nice little fan base on on Twitter that, you know, 
it's a huge well it was a huge shock when it happened at the time because we weren't we didn't do it for that we did it for ourselves and um and now we're getting that response it's it's spurring us on and on and on and we just you know want to keep making better music and you know reaching out further if we can and with the first album you did you know you did that kickstart um around the album where I guess listeners got a printed vinyl with their name on, which I got one. Um, <laughs> very pleased with that, which was awesome. Um, how was that process, and did that help you get more of the album out? Um, yeah, I mean, again, it was a bit of a learning curve. Um, mm. And, I, yeah, not not done it before. Um, trying to get an album out onto vinyl. Uh, again, we, we, we didn't pay anyone to sort of like master it i did that Mm. um, because we just haven't got the money for it uh so it was um yeah everything's kind of done you know do it yourself um so it was mildly stressful because um i didn't really know what i was doing to be honest with you (laughs) (laughs) and well it doesn't show so well done yeah yeah (laughs) um i'm glad i'm yeah i'm glad we did it i always wanted to own a bit of vinyl you know that uh Mm. Because I've That's always cool. been a vinyl collector myself, and um, just that format. There's something quite romantic about it, and so having that in your hands is, is lovely. And yeah, just made up that enough people wanted to to own it, and um, kind of got involved. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, so we want to play something from Out of Nothing. So um, I'm hijacking this. So my fa- favorite track from the album is Why Don't You Talk. Ah. So before we play it, can you just tell us a bit more about that song? What does it mean? What's the meaning behind it? Who wrote it? Um, Yeah, well, the music sort of came fully formed, really, from Steve and Alex. And then I've added the melodies and and the lyrics on top. Um, uh, Going back to what we were talking about with that that rave scene, it's, it's, it's almost like a story based in that period. Um, lyric wise I haven't got lyrics here with me but it is that sort of um, it's sort of the dark side of that culture if you like Ah. I don't know if you read that into it but if there's a character in that called Gina and she pops up Mm. again on the second album on the last song Caught in a Wave so these are actually different names for people I know basically Um, so so you know, it's it's there is truth in there. Look, I've got the lyrics out here now. Yeah. Um, and do these people know? Um, well, you know the song "Hang Glider" that we've just written. Yes. That's yeah. that's sort of based on a on a family friend who who does hang glide. So yeah. so he is you know his ears pricked up when he heard that that song. So it's it's, it's not directly about not him. Not talking but it's, to you anymore, is he? No. <laughs> <laughs> they're sort of inspired by by them you know there's this there's truth in some of the lines and then other lines it might veer off a bit but 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 that one about um why don't you talk about the old days anymore is that sure how we used to spend our mm. saturdays waiting for the scores to come in that's yes. you know we did do that that's what we used to do you'd sit around and you'd have a few drinks and wait for the scores to come in and get ready to go out. So that's a picture Mm. of my life in that sort of time, I suppose.
All right. Sadly, you guys don't get to hear that, but <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll pull behind the curtain a little bit there. Um, but so, so in terms of response to to that album, was it? Did it? How did you feel around it? Like you said, it was a, a project that really you just wanted to get out there, and it was it was for you guys. In terms of the response, did that were you? Like, what was the response to it like, and how did that spare you on to the, to the next album? Well, I, I just I don't think we were expecting any response at all, to be honest with you. So the fact that it got a response was like um, just a sort of boost we needed to say, okay, you know, let's let's carry on. And um, we were never this productive as kids when we were in bands, you know, twenty years ago. Um, I think we spent more time drinking than we did playing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you, you're you know you're full of ambition and everything when you're young, yeah, that which is true. But um, you're not. I don't think you're as focused as you are maybe when you when you're a, a little older, mm. um, and your time's more precious. You know, when you've got a family, um, the time you do have to sort of make music or do whatever it is, you kind of focus pretty um, strongly on it, and you get things done. So we we just um, you know, yeah, we've been making music at a pretty prolific rate because it's yeah. we weren't making music for such a long time, and I think it's it's just you know the floodgates are open now, and uh, and funnily enough, um, we probably we've only released half the stuff we've actually recorded. I, I would oh, say wow. a lot a lot of stuff gets thrown in the bin. Um, so yeah, we're busy boys, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I do, I do have it, to ask know. one. Of- one of one of the, the the songs that um, I play a lot in some of my and it sounds like I'm like trying to be young, but if I have a mix and, and Leslie <laughs> is a bedroom DJ as well, but I'll play Mirrorball, which is remixed by Space Kid. Who the hell uh-huh. is Space Kid? Oh, we can't tell you that. Oh, you, you can tell me which Whoa. one of your mates are in the in the songs, but you can't tell me who this producer is. No, 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 he's, no. He's um, he's elusive. He's, he's, a, like he wants, Daft, he's like Daft Punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dead mice. He's, like, he's like a Poundland enigma. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. That's a good name for an album. That's a great name. Oh, um, crazy. That might be our next. Yeah, but... That might be our next uh, album. Maybe Poundland. <laughs> <laughs> um, was 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 the second album was um, Cotton Away? Was it easier to do this? Because it felt like it, it came really quickly. Was it an easier? Did it find? Was it an easier process for you to do it? Um, no, it was. It was hard, so. actually, <laughs> wasn't it? It was. Um, it felt a lot more time-consuming. Um, uh, I think for us, we. I don't know. We just wanted to to make more music, and um, but we definitely took more time, didn't we, Alex? In terms of producing and re-recording parts, whereas out of nothing is pretty much one take or two take stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, caught in a wave. And I think it, it shows it when you listen to it. It doesn't have that um, the same feel as Out of Nothing. Out of Nothing is a bit of a, a capture of a moment, whereas, I don't know, Caught in a Wave maybe just extended that a little bit, I feel. Yeah, I'll go along with that. Thanks, Sal. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about... So talking about Caught in a Wave, um, we want to play something from that. Again, 
just because I'm going to pick my favourite track. Um, and my favourite track on that album is Miracles. Um, before we play it, you sing on that track about not believing in miracles. Is that true? Do you really not believe in miracles? <laughs> oh, that's Asking a hard question. Yeah. No, um, yeah. specifically in that song, that's probably another probably darkest side of a song like uh, you just said about Why Don't You Talk? Uh, and it's about... I've had I've had friends and people I know that have become you know basically drug addicts and that would be I don't believe that you're going to um you know give this up so I don't believe in mm-hmm. that miracle and that is what that song yeah. is about really yeah. it's um, wow yeah but I do believe you know miracles this is a miracle what we're doing now I I'd, I'd given up making Aww. making music you know and um out of the blue you know, here we are.
let's talk about the new EP. So, I guess, firstly, why is it an EP? Is there going to be a new album? Is this going to be standalone? Talk us through that. Um, Well, at the moment, uh, it it felt right that this little collection of songs sat together well, so we wanted to put it out. Um, There are no plans at the minute for an album. Um, You know, we've just... Yeah, we just we just sort of take things as they come, really, and, and this collection of songs just seem to fit. I think we might learn as well, maybe from the second album that was quite quick after the first, and it, and the fan base that we had from the first. I don't know if they sort of got into the second as much. They were still living the first one, so. Mm. Um, the, mm. the reaction to this EP we've done has been on a par, or if not better than Out of Nothing. So, oh, time-wise, that's... time-wise, that's about I don't know—is that eighteen months or something, so, or a year maybe? So we, that might be something to look at. You know, give people time to enjoy what we've made a bit more, maybe. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think, um, like from an outsider looking in, it definitely. Because I think, to, to Les, if I recall, you hadn't received, or you were just about to receive your vinyl and with the second album came out. And we're like, oh, God, wow, you guys have come out with it um, so soon. So there was quite a short gap um, yeah. between the two. Did, did you do anything different um, publicly with the album? I mean, we haven't really talked about you guys um, playing out um, or touring or gigs or anything like that. Did you do more with one than the other or...? Same, same for both. Um, I mean, to be honest, we've only played a handful of gigs. Um, you know, I don't think we're ever going to be a band that plays live loads. We kind of pick and choose them, uh, you know, because because we we've got families and all the rest of it. And then you, you factor in the the writing, the recording, and holding down jobs and all the rest of it. It's. Um, I think the thing that we really thrive off the most is actually creating new music um and we've played i think we probably played about four or five gigs and we had we did have some others lined up actually and then you know covid happened and so that's uh put all that on the back burner but um yeah i mean in terms of like uh you know planning releases and all the rest of it i'm sure if we were signed to a label there'd be somebody telling us you know you've got to do this you've got to do that but we just kind of do what we what we want when we want, really. We don't worry, you know. And uh, we just see what happens, sit back and see if, see what happens, really. So I'm loving the the EP and the first track, um, Paint the Sun, we want to play that. Um, there's quite a different sound I found with that track than some of the other um, songs on Out of Nothing, Caught in a Wave. Talk to us about that. Is that deliberately moving away or was it just the way that it's happened do you want to take that one yeah that will paint the sun that came the sort of verse part of that came alex had that didn't you on like a sort of nice nice loop and um i think i added the chorus and then the opening lines of that they set the scene for um the song itself but it does have a bit of a a different sound so i think we're using mm. uh we were saying the other day we're probably using less less synths on on our music now um and maybe the acoustics are coming to the fore a little bit more whereas they were just filling mm. out the sound before so a couple of the songs the acoustic guitar is almost the main part um really like to meet you man and um in, invincible as well 
you know they are they're basically you, you you could get away with playing them just on the acoustic um so yeah it's not a conscious move it's just how how things develop isn't it really yeah i, I think it's nice to um you know experiment a little bit as well if every if every uh, album you put out or ep or whatever sounds the same i like bands that you know spice things up a little bit so um I'm quite pleased with it, that it sounds a bit different. i 
can I ask just on paint this on? There is a there is. A, sorry, I'm going to jump in with the. Uh, is it French? The lady speaks it towards the end of the song. What yeah. is that? That is um, <laughs> that is a lady I know from uh, the school playground when I dropped my daughter off to school. I knew <laughs> French, and I, uh, I I said to her, "Would you mind like reading some spoken word stuff on this track?" And she she you know after to be honest, she wasn't particularly into the idea, but I sort of. Uh, harangued her a little bit and uh, <laughs> eventually she gave in but um yeah it, again it was just something that we thought oh you know that 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 could work it, it kind of follows the story it's almost the character in the story is is is, is saying something um and she's not just waffling any old thing as well that you know it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah. I think it's really nice I think it's different and it makes you for me I go oh I want to know what she's saying and I want to dial in and focus to, to that part of the song. So I, I actually really like it. And to okay. Leslie's point, it's, it's, it is a very, it's not too, it's not too different uh, in terms of a sound, um, but you can feel that there's a bit of a change there and it's, it's really enjoyable. So well, well done guys. Love the track. Thanks. It's, it's meant to be a, maybe a bit more cinematic, maybe a bit more, okay. um, I don't know the the lyrics. Uh, we're trying to really, you know, take you into the story. So we we, we worked a whole day on those, didn't we, Alex? Like I went down to yeah. Alex's and we, you know, we really did sweat over that song in terms of trying to do it do it properly. And you know, sweat might be a bit strong. But, yeah. <laughs> well, when you when What's you took that like? pizza out of the oven, you were sweating. Oh. <laughs> I was just about to say, was this over? Was you know, we, we, me and Les are not musicians. So, what does songwriting process look like? I, I mean, is this is this a serious thing? Is it a couple of beers and you're throwing things around? What does it look like for you guys? Quite a lot of tea and pizza, isn't it, Ben? Yeah, we, we, we always have a pizza at lunch. Well, my, uh, my dog ate a whole one once. Um, bless her. <laughs> we left the picture unattended and she and it wasn't even cooked, she just ate the whole thing. Oh god. Les, I think I think me and you need to, to run away from podcasting and start writing some songs. That sounds to be where it's at. And I'm a big fan of tea and pizza, so I reckon I'd be brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's good fun. It's just, you know, it's good mm. fun. I mean per- personally on songwriting, I've always really like seen it as a craft and it will be it's something that I've probably done every day at home or every other day for 20 years I'm I'm constantly trying to hone that that craft of making something that is you know catchy or good um so we work in a few different ways so this is probably the first time I've worked with other people writing songs um, mm. And if you went through all the songs, you'd probably hear the difference in some of the styles. So we've got mm. two or three ways that we will write. Um, but uh, yeah, so, but they're all, all enjoyable ways. And it's tested me personally because I haven't written like that before. So I guess finally, before we wrap up, we are a Britpop podcast. We want to know who were your standout bands from that era? I, I really like Manson. I think they're um I think they're underrated. Um you know, they don't get bandied about in the same sort of mm-hmm. um 
everyone goes on about uh, Blur, Oasis, Pulp, but I think mm. for me, them in the Blue Tones, those, those are my two favourite yes. bands from that that era. And um, controversially, I mean, I, I, I like Oasis, but I, I preferred Blur at the time myself. I just thought they were more interesting. <laughs> okay, end recording. Thank you. Thanks for coming. I was just about to say, mate, you're saying all the right things. Well, you've said the Stone Roses, so you've got Les, you've oh. got Manson, me, and then bang, you, you head it out the park well. with Blur. Wow! Well, <laughs> well done. Have I upset someone? Les, Les is. Oh man! No, she's pretty much the number one Oasis fan on the planet. And uh, yeah. Oh, listen, I love I love Oasis. Don't get me wrong; they're they're great. But you know. <laughs> that's good. I took the Blur and Oasis thing very seriously when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> very seriously. <laughs> uh, and Ben, same. What about you, mate? Definitely Blur, definitely, I have to say. Wow. Uh, yeah, Park Life, that album for me. I, I was in Australia traveling and, um, you know, I'd left I'd left England, if you like, and it was things like Seal, you know, was number one or um, Wet, 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 wasn't it? That song they had from the film. <laughs> and yeah. then, it's still number one somewhere, that is. Yeah. <laughs> I, came, yeah, I, <laughs> I came back to England uh, and it, it was amazing, you know. Blur were were there. Oasis were there, and it was a huge, huge change. But Blur, Blur, definitely for me. I thought Park Life is it's a brilliant album. So I was looking at my uh, calendar. It was just on my calendar. Kevin and I were, should have been seeing the Blue Tones last Saturday. Oh. <laughs> no, no. Way to rub that. And then it was because it, it just popped up. It was... I got the inv- You know, it comes up the reminder. Yeah. 15 minutes till you see the blue tones. Well, it's not, is it? <laughs> so that's a lie. Jan- soft outlook. January next year, we get to see them. Uh, and we had Supergrass the same week, and uh, they've cancelled and not rescheduled. So not a, not, a, not, a, not a good time for us, unfortunately. But, you know. No. Which, which I guess, what's the, uh, and sort of wrapping up now, guys, what's the, what's the first thing you want to do when okay, you heard Boris's plan sort of last night? When this is all done, is the one thing you want to tick off the list and get out and do? I think play a big uh, a gig of some sort would be nice. Um, yeah. The only the only thing is we need to get rehearsing again. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with um, the whole live music thing and um, just, just mm, even nice. rehearsing. Uh, but yeah, that'd be it. Just to get out and start um, making making a live sound would be good. Yeah, excellent, Ben. Anything for you? Yeah, definitely the the live the live thing. It's um, something that we were had quite a few big plans for this year. I think so. Depending on when that comes back, that would be the the place where we practice in Worthing um, has actually developed a really good live venue. Um, right. That's that's having some good acts down. So it's really bad timing for them. So hopefully, when when mm. we go back, that could be somewhere that that we get to play at. Um, but yeah, just to step it up a bit, I think in all, all that, those types of things. Lovely, awesome. Um, well, thanks, guys. Yeah, thank That's you so much um, for your time. Okay. Congratulations on on your success, and, and thanks for being a part of the the podcast, helping us along with uh, with uh, getting to play your songs and, and share them with our listeners. And uh, look, really good luck with the the EP. It's it's fantastic. If if anyone hasn't had the chance to listen to it, it's Paint the Sun. You can listen to it right now. 
Um, we'd like to leave with one more song. Uh, Les, which, which song do you want to play? I'd love to play I'd Really Like to Meet You, Man. Awesome. What's the, what's the story behind this one then? Cool. Um, yeah, it's probably looking back a, a bit as well where you're sort of hanging around with your friends and um, there's certain people a bit older than you that you, you're not really accepted into those circles at that time and you're wondering what's what's happening. And And I think it's me imagining if that was to happen again, when it says you you know the secrets behind the door you've seen it all before so it's it's if that happens to me again in my life with music then i've seen it all before if you see what i mean so it's yeah. quite, quite a few double meanings in there but it's uh yeah god i'm learning lots on this there you go <laughs> <laughs> We're glad to be a help there. It's like therapy. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, guys, again for uh, joining us. And we'll take it out now with I'd really like to meet you, man. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Cheers guys. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Really like to meet you, man. Yeah, the other ones try to meet you, man. I'd really like to meet you, man. Yeah, the other ones try to meet you, man.
Try.